0: Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. I need to start out this week with a correction on last week's podcast. I, I misspoke when I said that we found a field that tested positive for steward's wilt. What I meant to say is it tested positive for goss' wilt. And we had a, a, a positive test, and as we talked about, we can have false positive tests, meaning that other things can trigger that. Uh, steward's wilt and bacteria streak are two other diseases that can kind of give us a false uh, positive there we usually very seldom get a false negative in that situation but it was goss's wilt that we saw out there in the field and as we're talking about most of the pest team knows what the goss's wilt looks like but something to keep an eye on especially in any areas that have been stressed earlier in the season Uh, it's starting to express it now So we actually uh, saw a little bit more of that this week uh, and uh, wanted to make sure everybody was on the correct path that you weren't out there looking for Stewart's will with the farm visits this week uh, some areas received much needed rain other areas really not enough or or any at all so the dry area does continue to get bigger Uh, as we see in the dry area some of the beans are starting to wilt down on the lighter side hills and the lighter soils itself Some of the fields of corn, especially here to the north, are are starting to get dry enough that they're tipping down the ear. Uh, It's a situation where we're still early in dent. So those fields uh, definitely need help sooner than later. As far as we drop the turgor pressure in that ear and it tips down before we get filled, it's going to be a pretty light ear. Areas that... uh, The moisture continues uh, to come in there. The crop continues to march on with the higher temperatures this week. Corn maturities are actually moving at a a pretty quick pace. Not so sure that's a a good thing. Situation I'd rather have a little bit slower fill, but those higher temperatures into the 90s did jump this corn along. Seeing a lot of corn right now that looks like it's on target to finish the end of August, which again means we need to set our sights on a mid-September harvest in this situation we can continue to visit armpit tall beans soybean fields SDS is more prevalent this week still can't see it from the road you have to be out in the field but we're starting to find it more routine so far it does seem to be kind of held into the April beans and uh, most of the fields that I've been in right now are April beans that have not uh, been treated for the the uh, SDS. So we hope it holds. The white mold seems to have kind of limited itself. Haven't seen a lot of new fields with the white mold. Most of the white mold we have dealt with right now does seem to be in fields with high history or strong history uh, and mainly more to the north uh, but uh, not seeing as white mold as much new fields of white mold as we are seeing in the sudden death. With Sunday night's storm that came through in some areas there tore up some trees and did some property damage. It also did lodge some soybeans, uh, you know, visited some fields as well as uh, calls from a number of fields of, of lodge soybeans. And it really comes down to how fast are these uh, beans going to stand up. Uh, if they can stand up and, and uh, pick themselves back up, the loss is going to be somewhat minimal. But if they stay down of course those trifoliates that are on the bottom side of that plant uh, and not going to be able to receive sunlight it's a situation where they are going to abort and that's going to cause less pod fill flatter pods. Now a bean can trick us uh, is they can shift the trifoliates around to try to find sunlight so they can look like they're actually standing up out there from the road but when we walk out into them they're still all tangled and twisted up and there, as you start to pick those beans up, you'll see what I mean here. Uh, probably ready by Monday or Tuesday, uh, you're going to start to see those trifoliates start to discolor and they'll fall off if they're on the bottom side of the plant. This scenario where most beans are, um, you know, trying to get that pod fill and it's, it's just always a concern when we have armpit tall beans, you know, how are we going to keep them standing, how are we going to manage that Um you know, all the way to the finish to get them to R six and a half, R seven before something like that would happen. Most beans are in the R five stage, which means they're slowing down or they're gonna, st- uh, if they haven't already, they're gonna stop growing finally. But as the beans stall out and stop growing, unfortunately, the water hemp won't. The water hemp will keep on moving. Uh, from here on out, you're gonna see a number of clean fields that start to get dirtier by the day, by the week, as far as more weeds start to show up at this point boy the only option we got is a bean hook or the combine sickle so situation where um, some of these fields are going to turn fairly fast meaning the weeds are going to show up but at this point uh, probably the combine sickle is going to be the most economical I have not seen any soybean aphids as of yet um, but we still want to keep our we're not out of the woods there we want to keep our eye on that Uh, In the dry areas, don't forget to keep an eye on the spider mites, especially around mowed ditches or or lawns, stuff like that. We can still have a breakout of the spider mites where we are here at R5. In the corn this week, uh, yield checks ran from 190 to 250. Most of them tend to come into that 210, 220 range. As I said last week, this is softer uh, than last summer at this same time. In many fields, uh, the maturity is moving along at a pretty quick pace, and so is the GLS pressure uh, as far as the gray leaf pressure out there. Getting calls from guys that are disappointed with uh, with their GLS control with their fungicide application. The problem is here, the expectations are pretty high, I guess, we don't control GLS. We just slow it down and try to beat it to the finish line in our ear fill. Trust me, I've seen a number of fields that have not been sprayed that are flat coming apart. Um, they're looking pretty tough. And most of these are now starting to be visible from the road. You don't have to be out in them. But put your drones up and look those fields over. You're starting to see it from the air. You'll be able to pick out from your drone imagery where the planes couldn't go power lines and trees and stuff like that around the buildings. Find those areas that the you can tell now that the planes couldn't get into so you can go and use that as your check and when you walk into those areas you'll then begin to realize that your product is working and you understand why you did spray. This summer at our field day when we were talking about picking hybrids in GLS we talked about you know most hybrids are scored one through nine and we were saying that you know seven one through seven is kind of below average eight is average to nine above average and people said that that was kind of a harsh rating that we're putting on it but you start to see that now it's the eights and nines uh in a GLS rating that are faring quite a bit better than the five sixes and sevens so scenario where um, this is a good time to calibrate your GLS ratings so walk through your not only your fields but your hybrid plots take pictures of the leaves so you're looking at the same leaves on each plant And you'll be amazed at how much GLS difference there is between genetics in these variety plots. Again, most of these plots, even if they're not yours, they're along the road, they're set up for you to take a look at. Stop in there and look at the genetics you're planting or the genetics you're thinking about planting and see how they're doing from a GLS perspective and then compare that to the ratings that those hybrids get. Because you don't have a standard rating from one company to the next, this is a great year to calibrate that it may be three or four years before we get the opportunity or this kind of pressure to rate your GLS or calibrate your GLS scores out there. Now don't forget to do your experimentals as well as far as how are they handling this kind of pressure in the environment that's out there. We are seeing aphids in the corn. This week they're up in the ear zone so they're moving up so a situation where we have to start to pay close attention we get got some later planted fields where the aphids are pretty active in the ear zone and the gray leaf is pretty active up to the ear zone that's kind of a double whammy in that case we we'll probably need to take them both out um, so our fungicide treatment would be going on as well as an insecticide treatment to clean them up out there but as the pest teams go out there a lot of these fields are 20-25 days from black layer I think we're going to outrun most, most aphid populations but don't take that for granted Plus if it turns off to be unseasonally cool as we finish out these 25 days it could drag that to 35 days and then we may have to manage them keep them from waxing that upper top uh, two leaves in the plant. Now at this point though I'm seeing good stock quality as I'm splitting the corn open for the most part. If we stayed on top of our nutrient program and kept things together which a lot of you have done I'm seeing some good stock quality. I'm not as worried about standability in the corn as I am worried about the lodging in the beans. With that said, though, it it won't wait forever. So setting our sights on a September 10th, 15th harvest date is when we're going to get started. Um, We're probably going to be in good shape, but if we're thinking about an October 15th or 20th in this area, then I'm not so sure. Once the plant does lose all of its leaf surface due to GLS, it will trash that stock. So we're not going to come out of here with something that will stand through the whole fall, but if we move our harvest up, I think uh, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape from what I've seen so far. I still believe this is a big crop, uh, but you guys that are getting the rain need to start sharing the last of it here with the guys that aren't. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast Boots in the Field report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.